Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Challenges in the dairy industry are pretty well known now from dumping milk to plants that are full, plants that are not full and closing down. Marty Halleck joins me now. Marty is a dairy farmer in Buffalo County, also a a corporate board member for the Ellsworth Co-op Creamery. And Marty, set the stage for us, first of all, of how we got into this current situation because of the, obviously, the coronavirus, but how that's backed everything up as far as the industry is concerned, from the farmers all the way through the plants to the consumer. Well, basically, you know, Two weeks ago, it was a life-changing event or unprecedented times, you know, um, when they changed uh, the buying habits of the American consumers, um, plants weren't uh, ready to uh, respond to that. Um, You know, when you have a vast majority of your uh, processed cheese or cheese going out for restaurants and and that nature, and that comes to almost non-existent, um, and we're not ready to, you know, Example would be is I know I see a lot of issues on Facebook with butter being limited and milk being limited. Um, you know, we weren't set up for that. It's uh, no different than uh, New York. I look at their setting up tents and um, different uh, tennis venues for patients with COVID-19. You know, they're trying to catch up, but they're never going to have it the same way as you would with, say, a hospital. Um the dairy industry was caught off guard. Um, We went, uh, I'll use numbers that we have at Ellsworth, our food service industry or our food retail side dropped 65%. We have been able to recoup up 25% on curds. However, we're still down 60% on total curds sold. The food industry was that big and it stopped. Um, And there were other operators that all of a sudden contracts you thought you had went out the window haven't been honored how much problem has that caused for someplace like Ellsworth that's been a huge issue uh, Ellsworth was, was running uh, prior to this uh, six days a week comfortably um, we had uh, outstanding orders for so many loads um, as of last uh, Monday we got a notice of 350,000 pounds coming back to us with a comment uh, we're not entering our contract and or um, we can't pay you. Um, so we had to bring that milk back in house. Luckily, I said we were running six days a week. We are now running 724. Um, it's been tough on our employees. It's also been, uh, you know, tough with uh, everybody watching the news overall, keep morale up. But we have to run hard to keep as much of that milk going. That being said, we are going to be sitting on a mountain of cheese because most of it's going into storage at this time. And you're also looking at the fact that seven days a week, you can't sustain that for very long before you have at least temporary shutdowns, right? Yeah, one of the problems is going to be is when you run really hard, it's no different than uh, you run in uh, any industry really hard. You're going to have breakdowns. You're going to have people issues. And the other thing is, is in the dairy industry is if you run hard, you got to stop every so often and clean, clean, clean. Um, you know, we're not going to put a product out there that isn't good. Um, so just getting the cleaning times down and some plant maintenance always being updated when you push that hard. I'm afraid that, you know, you look at every two weeks needing part of a day to catch up, clean up, 
that's going to come into play. When that comes into play, that's when we'll have to dump milk. And your co-op has sent a letter out. Give us the overview of what that letter said as far as the situation the co-op is in and the explanation you have given to your farmers about the possibility here in a week or so to maybe have to dump milk. Yeah, well, we're a true co-op, so everybody will take a loss in that if we end up dumping milk. Um, but it's unfortunate that uh, uh, we did have a letter go out, and it's you know I, I don't want to speak out of turn. And for those patrons that are listening, um, that letter will be in the next milk check. It's, some people have had it. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it in the emails. So I know it's out there. Basically, what the letter is saying, we have to cut production. Um, Elder took a proactive stance by uh, deciding... We'll buy out. If you, if you want to sell your herd, we'll give you your 10 years worth of equity now. Um, Ellsworth has always had a 10-year revolvement. Um, you know, for those thinking about exiting and looking at $12 milk for the foreseeable future, um, you know, my rough guess, and I'm, you know, I got connections, but if I had to guess what we're going to get paid here in May and June is, is roughly $12 mailbox price. I'm talking to $10 base. Um, to get to that twelve dollars, it's it's because the co-op's going to end up borrowing that money because they're sitting on the cheese. But the cheese today barrels um, barrels were I think at a dollar thirteen. I think blocks were at a dollar fifteen. I mean, you can do the math ten times, and that's about where you're going to fall. Because one of the things that co-ops have had in the past, up until this new event, um, we've always had specialty products where we made more so we can enhance the milk check even more. Um, then markets such as bars, restaurants, um, food service just dried up. And uh, without that additional dollars, I, I don't really see how we even come close to anything over 12. I'm, I'm hoping to hit 12. As you go forward, though, in the letter, you are asking producers to voluntarily cut back somewhat as of right now, right? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. If we can't get producers to cut back... Um, you know, we will probably have to go to some type of quota system um, because in the letter, if you, if you read the letter, and not just so people that haven't seen it understand, Ellsworth is offering, if you want to sell your herd, to get your 10 years worth of equity up front. We're hoping that by doing that, it'll help the producers that stay in, but it also gives the money for those who are getting out to, to do something with. Um, you know, either way, it's not a good situation. Um and this kind of like the letter for producers are going to get it out sounds to me like back when we had the whole herd buyout program as far as where those cows have to go. They can't go to your next-door neighbor, right? They can't go to existing Elzer producers. And, if you know, if somebody's going to jump up big, this would be the wrong time. Um, you know, the field men will probably be out to see you because we're not, you know, we're trying to hang on just like everybody else uh, through this uh, pandemic. Um you know, you can't you can't push the system. I meant it's going to kick back if producers don't decide to cut back. You know, and we have to start dumping milk. The easy way to explain it, Bob, is if we have to dump a hundred thousand pounds a day. My estimations is it's going to cost the Ellsworth patrons somewhere between fifty cents on a dollar, hundred on their final milk check. And for patron um, for patrons, uh, Marty, that do have to dump milk, will they be compensated for that? Elders is going to stick with a true cooperative model. Um, everybody's going to lose if one. We're not going to have one loser and, and uh, 300 winners. Um, we're going to stick together. Um, you know, it would be no different. Now, will 
some patrons be asked to dump if that comes to that. I'm praying we don't have to, Bob. I think I'm, we're all praying. That I'm we not going to lie to you. It seems like every day or every half day you get an update, um, or something's changed. It's that fluid that uh, you know, you never know from day to day anymore. For right now, anyway, and especially when they say it's only going to get worse, you know, before it gets better, it just makes you kind of wonder what's going to happen. Is this letter in the direction of of potential dumping down the road here a week or so? directed at uh, some of the larger farmers like you that have uh, manure pits where you can dump the milk in? Uh, is that kind of what you're looking at, starting with the CAFO-type operations? To be honest with you, I haven't, uh, I'm dealing with today's problems, Bob. That, that I'm hoping is two weeks down the road or you're a week or better, and then I imagine we'll be digging into that if that so comes necessary. Um, you know, but let's try to get something as wholesome as milk into consumers. Let's try to work together to get these numbers down um, so that we can keep running it. And uh, let's kind of fight this thing through before we start saying how we're going to dump something. That I haven't gone that far, so that's not on my radar as of yet because I'm trying to do it, avoid it at all costs. I would assume, because I read articles too, that it would probably be larger producers with manure pits or fields that are approved to, to dump on um Either way, it's a mess. It's no question. It's a mess. But again, Marty, explain, because of Wisconsin and 90% cheese plants, we don't have the bottling plants like, uh, you know, Kemp's in the Twin Cities, bottling milk, what their situation is and where that milk is coming from and how full they are and how they're trying to keep up with demand. But it takes time to process milk, even as fluid. And so you got a lot of tankers sitting out there of the, the backup we're facing because of the food service and how it all ties together. Well, the one thing that I would use is uh, the analogy of, um, you know, what's happened is if, if everybody bought two gallons of milk and now all of a sudden everybody wants four gallons of milk, you have to double your capacity. And, and I would say that it's really gone from two gallons to three. They've seen in fluid anyway from what I've read in the dairy in the, in, in the dairy stuff that I get, anywhere between 25 to 50% increase in fluid milk. Um, they weren't prepared for that. It's no different than at, uh, you know, any other job. If, if you're, you know, if you're a mechanic and you expect five cars to come in a day to get work done, that's fine. But when all of a sudden somebody brings you eight and expects you to get it done, you can only go so fast. Your equipment's only so good. Um, you run more hours, you bring in different shifts, but everybody's got to be trained. And, and, and the last I knew, um, up, up in the cities, they're running 24-7 and they're running hard. They're trying to get the product out, but they weren't ready for this kind of slug. And, and the thing is that they'd had time to prepare for it. Nobody knew it was going to come this fast, this hard. Um, they maybe could have done some things. I don't know. I'm not an expert in their industry, but... You know, time is everything. I mean, I can't change my farming operation overnight. Um, but, you know, give me time and, a, you know, six-month lead, I can figure things out, but not a two-week lead. And, Marty, as we're here this first weekend in April from Ellsworth Co-op Creamery, letters going out, but not any requests or orders to dump, just the request at this point in time to cut back production by about 7%. Is that accurate? Well, it has to cut back 7% to allow us to do a, a thorough cleaning and to give help rest and uh, kind of keep the plants intact. We can run hard. 
Um, you know, I think it's no different than when we're out chopping haylage or corn sage. Well, we can do that really hard and intensely for a week, but you you can't do it for months or months on end. And not only that, these people got families and issues to deal with at home. So I meant, you know, the stress on everybody is, uh, you can feel it. doesn't matter if you're an hourly worker, a business owner, retired. You, people have stress. No question about it. Marty, another question. You know, Ellsworth, the cheese curds capital of Wisconsin, your store over there is every time I go in, it's just full of people. That store still open, the product still available to the consumers to come in and buy their curds and cheese and everything else you've got in that store? Um, last I knew it was takeout. Um, I'd have to double check, Bob. I, uh, I'll be honest, I kind of didn't ask about that one. Okay, but, uh, the- but I do know you can get takeout, and I do know um, they had that last I knew call ahead. Um, I We're not going to break any health codes by having more than so many people in the store. But we're not you got to do what's prudent right now, even if it's costly. And it is costly to the dairy industry. Marty Halleck, dairy farmer in Buffalo County, a member of the board of Ellsworth Co-op Creamery, challenging times ahead for the dairy industry. Marty, thanks for your time, and stay safe. All right. Thank you, Bob. You have a great day. We will. Marty Halleck from Buffalo County. I'm Bob Bosold.